Hello everyone, this is Tweety Gamer. It's been a long time uh, since we've last spoken and since I've last made a video, but I just want to jump straight into a God of War trailer analysis. Now, the titles are just coming up now. I'm just going to pause right here. And what I want to tell you guys and gals is that I have been looking at a few of the trailer analyses for this extensive trailer and not to comment on them or to, to disparage them, but there have just been a few of them which have vastly overlooked many of the uh, things that I've noticed about the trailer which I really would like to share with you and that I am fully indulging myself in getting excited about noticing and and just I mean I can talk to you a little bit as a precursor about uh, as a precursor to the video just about how swept away I've been by God of War and by Corey uh, Barlog the, uh, the writer and creator of it um, and the interviews that he's been conducting throughout E3, I I can't even measure it really. I'm I've been so impressed by just how much um, emotion and the maturity and nuance they've injected uh, into this series. And um, you've probably heard this kind of spiel many times from several uh, content creators. Um, but needless to say, I feel just the same way, and um, hence why I'm making this video. And uh, look, I'll just jump straight into it. So, what we open on here. Is, I've just paused it at basically 17 seconds, is um, the small child who uh, is Kratos's son playing with these two toys. Um, the one on the left is obviously a troll and the one on the right um, I have researched and it is a figure of Odin. I believe the uh, specific depiction of him, because there are many, he is a uh, in some degree, um, to some degree he's a shape-shifting uh, god in his own right but this depiction of Odin with the particular helm of the, the, tw the twin meeting um, serpents uh, or that curve of his helmet, um, that is the, I think it's called the blade dancing Odin. So I'll be showing pictures of this on the screen for you guys. And, uh, and yeah, so, but going on from here, um, I need to make a comment on just the boy's uh, seeming presence of, it seems as though heavily wounded hands. Later you'll see his face wounded as well. Um, I believe that this, while it could just be tattooing, it doesn't really seem to be tattooing. There seems to be something um, uh, runic about um, about like the the shape of the tattoos on his hands and um, uh, on his forearms is the runic uh, patterns I was referring to just then. And then on his hands, there's something more tendrilous and strange about them. It's not something that I can quite put my finger on. Um, but I'll explore it later in the video when we get more um, when we get more glimpses at it. So um, obviously uh, it goes without saying that he's wrapped up for the cold. Um, he's got his furs. He's got all of that stuff uh, to to make sure that he stays warm in that environment. And um, and I'll be talking a bit more about the environment in the next few minutes. So let's jump ahead. Very good. So going into seconds 19, 20, 21, we see the boy playing, and we see him responding to his father, calling to him. Uh, what I'm just pausing it here, obviously, for you guys to notice the horse, the little horse toy in the background. Um, very soon, uh, the boy is going to walk up to it, and you'll see what happens. Um, other things to notice in this uh, shot is um, the uh, horn uh, in the background there on the left, and um, and you soon we'll be approaching the door, and we'll see 
the exact runes and um, though I may not be able to provide an exact translation live here while recording I'll definitely be endeavoring to looking online and put piecing together a translation myself I'm getting quite excited about wanting to figure out all the Easter eggs that Corey mentioned I believe he did go on record with I think he was either IGN or GameSpot in one of those E3 game showcases that he said that um, no, I actually do believe it was IGN. He said that the Rewind video that was done, uh, or that IGN typically do, uh, they haven't covered or noticed even 2 or 3% of um, of what's in the trailer. That's why um, I've been sort of stoked to, to want to explore it um, as thoroughly as I intend to. So we'll, we'll proceed now. So he uh, bumps up, and we see, obviously, in the uh, just over there on the right, we see a lamp. Um, it's... It's pretty obvious that the, well, I can assume that the lamp is made of something like skin and that the lamp is obviously lit with a candle, so, uh, and very much seems that they're handmade. So, um, this whole house, it's very likely that uh, this isn't just some shack that they're staying at and that uh, Kratos and um, the boy's uh, mother and the boy were living here for a time and that this is something uh, that they were, you know, they, they're not just taking up temporary residence here or they haven't been here just recently. I believe this is their homestead, so there's enough clues about that. And in the general lay of this area, there's enough to uh, suggest that um, this is where they've dwelt for a while. So as the boy heads in, um, we see him kick the horse, and I'll just back up a little bit. We'll just have a look here. Very good. So we'll just pause here on the runes. Now I'll be looking into these later, um, but uh, I believe that there will be, and probably uh, it would be a silly opportunity not to include some kind of Easter egg message there, or at the very least something intriguing about the nature of the dwelling or um, the role that uh, you know um, that those runes play in regards to like where the boy and um, where Kratos live. So also you'll see. Um, just using my cursor to point to them now, these hooks, you'll see them everywhere. It's clear that these guys um, hunt regularly, and um, they make use of the, the butcher's hooks for their prey. So, As we go in, um, a lot of people tend to, tend to miss this in their analyses, and I um, try to make a point of not missing out. Uh, so those are, I even find it a bit tricky myself to actually pause the video at the right time. But um, the only right way to do it is to go frame by frame and and uh, possibly like slow it down and see it at maybe 0 0.25 speed. But uh, right there, we have a clear view of Hermes's boot. Um, a few analyses have mentioned this, but uh, I'll be including in the description um, the history of um, Kratos's uh, involvement with that boot and with Hermes himself. And um, and yeah, we'll, we'll you can look more into that into the in the link's description. So in the darkness here we see, uh, look, it's it's not the most lavish of uh, places to live. It's very, oh, you know, pretty rough and ready uh, kind of dwelling. And uh, it seems as though that's reflected in the way that the boy is dressed uh, and the boy that is, his hair is cut. And that lady you'll see, there's a few wounds of his that seem to have been patched up by a pretty unskilled hand. And that would have to have been either Kratos or his mother who, um, you know, as maybe better than Kratos at fixing wounds that she would have been, uh, still there's only so much you can do with the amount of uh, scarcity of tools and and yeah for proper treatment for wounds here in the wilderness. So, so I um, just need to point out here the incredible real-time effect of the snow on the boy's uh, 
pelt and as you'll see later I'll actually I'll mention it here in case I forget later but Kratos actually has uh, his his head is actually shaved and you can even see um, later I'll just make it, mentioning it here just in case I forget uh, there's actually a, a very very fine stubble like actually rendered stubble of his head uh, shaven and um, just details I was not expecting to see uh, even with acknowledging that this generation has gotten as far as it has with um, with the uh, with um, the the technology that we have, it's it's still incredible to me. So I tend not to take it for granted that we've gotten this far. Um, okay, so in the distance here, I'll just mention it looks as though this is a table of some sort. It could be a table for crafting. Um, I'm seeing a sort of gleaming object there. Look, it may end up just being some background detailing, um, but it does have the feeling at least of a crafting table, so that may point to a possible place that um, he'll be able to do crafting, or we may find out that it's basically just a menu-based um, menu system, which is, would be perfectly fine with me as well. So, as we see him reach for the knife, we'll just have a quick look at the knife. It seems very simple. Um, we can deduce here pretty easily that uh, the assumption is that um, the boy's mother uh, was not, uh, and I don't want to make presumptions here because she may be a noble who ran away, but the presumption here based on the lodgings and a few other hints, including the quality of the knife, is that the woman wasn't of high birth and that there's a chance that um, when Kratos arrived in this realm from his, you know, uh, assumed resurrection at the end of God of War 3, that um, part of him starting his new life was to uh, basically, um, you know, um, meet with and um, spend time with this woman who um, would, you could almost consider the antithesis of the theatricality of the of the, the Greek pantheon. So a down-to-earth um, uh, wildling, I guess we could say, if we're thinking about Game of Thrones terms. But anyway, uh, let's press on. So we see multiple scars on this boy, and uh, um, we see uh, the, a very faint... Uh, amount of detailing here with his um, with his strap there we see a small kind of um, ornamentation there which is uh, um, you know maybe something that was gained on, on his travels or something that him and his father even if it's early days for their adventuring something that they may have found and plundered together so this is Kratos still in the shadows calling him over and um, the, the camera pans over and now this is the iconic shot which uh, had in just an insane and, and uh, um, raucous applause uh, and uh, an amazing reception worldwide and, and um, Corey has, has gone on record as mentioning that he was genuinely taken aback by like people getting up out of their chairs and cheering and it was uh, something quite memorable from the conference and, and definitely a show stealer for sure. Um, we'll do a few basic deductions from his uh, outfit there so the um, the uh, what he has um, what he has as as kind of partial arm armor there um, is evocative to some degree of uh, sort of the the um, ancient uh, like gladiatorial gear. There's that 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 sort of partial that partial armor there has that um, like uh, that semblance, but at the same time it, it does have distinctly Nordic um, uh, detailing there with the um, with the. Uh, the, the, the sort of patterns there on the chest. Um, obviously looks hand-woven, handmade. Um, again, the detailing with this is like completely exquisite and uh, they've, they've really gone far above and beyond what I expected of, of God of War um, 
in this day and age, even, even with the, the level of detail that the PS4 is capable of. This is taking it even even further beyond what I could have even possibly expected. So um, people are pointing out here the wound here on his um on his stomach caused by uh, the Sword of Olympus uh, inflicted at the end of um, God of War 3, instead of that being driven through him, him driving it through himself, I believe. And, um, and yeah, overall, um, Kratos has just been, like, rebirthed in the most, like, intriguing and, um, and, uh, and, uh, like, fascinating way. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's what's motivated a lot of my interest, uh, in the, in, in the game, for sure. So as we press on, we see here he's distinctly angry, and, um, he is bearing down on his child, but, uh, one thing we do read between the lines, um, of his uh, of his interactions with his son is that even though there's a lot of anger, there's, there's there is a lot of love as well, and um, and as we see later in the trailer, he is still f working out. I mean, Corey has gone on record as saying that though he's able to take down a troll with ease, he still struggles to be able to like um, show affection to his son. So this is the struggle, the the key intrigue and the key conflict um, and arc that. Uh, Kratos will have in his journey, and it's, again, motivated a lot of my intrigue, so we press on. It's the first clear shot here, I'll just try and pause it as best I can, first clear shot we have of the boy's neck scar, uh, which looks to be a mixture of a scar and a tattoo, and um, there may be some plot relevance there, but at this stage there's not enough information to go off of to deduce. Um, if I'm provided with a close-up later, I'll be sort of taking that into account with uh, the, the sort of close-up symb symbological analysis I'm planning on doing for all the symbols and runes appearing in the video, and uh, just enough to tide me over until the next amount of news uh, arrives for God of War as well. So, And getting stuck into a long, lengthy analysis is what I've been um, looking forward to doing for a while, so on we go. So as they set out, we see another hook on the right, another lamp, homemade lamp on the right as well. And if we zoom in, there is a banner of some kind, and that could be a warning, that could be a, um, uh, that could be, um, some kind of, uh, um, like signaling of the, of the abode. But we see these lamps, um, sort of strewn all throughout, and it, it, I'm, I'm certain, as well as the homestead in the distance there with a the burning pyre, um, it does seem as though it doesn't have the shape of um, like a, um, a homestead. It doesn't look like something has been burnt to the ground. It distinctly looks like a pyre. And um, what we're seeing here, as we as we'll go along in the video, is um, the increasing presence of um, fire-based uh, visuals, including enemies, and and you'll see that later. But um, I will reference here and, and get this in as early as possible in my researching for. Uh, Norse mythology. I um, obviously availed myself of the many documentaries and, and articles you can find out there, and the main conflict, the main the origin, in fact, something so central to Norse mythology is the clashing between ice um, and fire. In fact, it is uh, central to their cosmological uh, origins, and um, uh, in the dawn of the Norse mythological um, world, uh, it was actually fire that appeared out of nothingness which uh, went on to clash with um, ice that appeared out of nothingness uh, that when they met in the middle created life. And um, so when we see some of the visual visuals later, the, the, it, that fact about 
uh, North mythology being about this central clash, um, it lends a lot more weight to some of the visuals as well, and um, we'll get more stuck into that later for sure. Another thing before I unpause is you can absolutely see, uh, even um, at this early stage, we'll see it more pronounced later, but Kratos's um, uh, chains of Olympus uh, scars here, you know, the blades of chaos. So as the, bar, as the boy runs ahead, and we see a waterfall here, which is incredibly well detailed and uh, impressive tech, absolutely. Um, over here we see bags. Um, which could very well contain, uh, they may contain meat to draw bears and such, which would make hunting easy because it's only not very um, very nearby to the house. They'll be able to uh, hunt pretty much with ease, but uh, who knows whether or not they've been successful, especially with um, the animals becoming all the wiser to uh, the boy and um, Kratos' um, hunting methods, but as we go along. So we see, again, more handmade uh, lighting and... Uh, uh, you know, candles and such for lighting the way um, when it's at night. We see them following the trail. Again, uh, we'll just pause here at this kind of grove here of moss and, and the sort of the, the log on the left there as well. Um, knowledge gained. Um, it is very, very likely that, um, that we will have uh, a, a far more extensive and RPG-esque skill tree than we've been used to in the series before. Um, we have two uh, categories so far. We have tracking and later archery, and uh, we can absolutely deduce, because of the range of activities we've seen here, that there'll be um, knowledge gained in terms of combat, uh, close quarters, uh, axe fighting. They, they may even disseminate into individual weapon use for the boy as well. Um, so let's press on. So we see more of the handmade lamps on the right. And as we move further, we see a strange light just suddenly appear uh, in the leaves. It's almost like a, a complete palette change. And what is incredibly interesting is that the presence of the deer actually set off this complete change in... Uh, in, in tree in, in in the hue of the trees it's incredible if you go back you look ahead and you see you see this growing light at the top that it wasn't there before and that as soon as the boy moves it just spreads and that is either caused by uh, less likely but the the enemy is approaching because of the sort of the association with the heat element there, or it is the approach of the, the the blessed kind of deer, and I say blessed because the buck rather, because um, it is white, its its antlers are glowing, uh, it is huge, and it uh, it it clearly um, seems like a special animal, not not your average deer basically, but another thing about this. Uh, this space, this um, Norse mythological setting, is that you know there wouldn't be there's a chance that there wouldn't be such things as just normal deer. They may all be uh, as kind of huge and white and, and blue antlered as this one, but that has yet to be seen. But a, a very interesting thing to note is that the arrival of the of the deer has kind of heralded this life to come back into the forest, you know, uh, in the trees. And though the light does stay for a while as, as soon as the doe uh, sorry as soon as the deer is out of sight the trees return to their um, normal color 
So there you go. So we, as we press on, we see who knows if there's going to be a possibility of like uh, not further, not going along in, on this path and exploring for treasure, going, for example, across that log. I can see there being some treasure at the end, other side of that. That could be an interesting thing. Um, we see that uh, Kratos looks up when he sees some birds disturbed, and this is definitely foreshadowing for um, the uh, enemies that have um, come into the woods. And you even hear the boy say something to the effect of, I knew there was something wrong with the woods. And, um, and, and that makes perfect sense, because, you know, as we'll see later, there are enemies. There are foul things in the woods. <laughs> so, and we see the amazing effect of the sunlight through the ice, which... Even if we, it's quite, uh, it's quite certain that this is either very early beta or very late alpha or even early alpha build, and for it to look this good is um, an indefinite encouraging sign. Uh, can't imagine what it'll look like on the PlayStation Neo when it comes out. So we see here a completely charred tree that is like has just been torn in twain by. Um, I, it's very clear that it was the troll, the fire troll that, uh, or the frost troll that com that comes up later. There's an, a very intriguing meld of fire and and ice happening here, um, and we'll see it, we'll see it down the line as well. That may be a sign that the world is out of balance in some fashion, that the worlds are intermingling in a in a strange and unnatural way. But um, that again remains to be seen. So we see the boy. Uh, Having caught, having caught sight of the of the doe, and and um, he goes right ahead and, and and rushes right ahead. But what I'll do here is um, I'll just point a few things out about um, uh, Kratos's um, uh, about his outfit. So, look, so some things, uh, uh, something that a few of the outlets haven't pointed out yet is that what we see here is very clearly his old. Um, Greek garb here. These these um, str these straps here were definitely part of his older outfit there, and that he keeps them is an interesting uh, kind of um, you know an interesting way of keeping the memory of that time in his life alive. Um, you'd almost think that the 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 ashen skin would be enough for that, but that he's keeping this is a, is an intriguing touch. Um, what we also see is the omega symbol that keeps the axe in place, which is a really great touch. I, I can't tell you how frustrating it gets often for um, for me to see to see weapons floating um, uh, just on on, pe on on a character's back with no reason for doing so, apart from you know character design. It sort of breaks the immersion for me. Not 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 too badly. Not in a in a strange like entitled way. It doesn't do it uh, to an incredibly detrimental degree. But it's just great to see that there's a justification here, and that it is the Omega symbol, um, and what it seems to be carved into the shape of a, sh of a, of a serpent as well. Um, and if we want to extrapolate a bit more from that, um, and this is getting a little bit symbological, but uh, Jormungandr, the uh, enormous serpent which we'll spot very hidden later on, uh, is, uh, is the world serpent, and in Norse mythology is one of the uh, children of Loki alongside Hel, uh, who who looks after Helheim, which is the home of the unhonorable un the unhonorable dead. So the 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 people who die of sickness and people who die of unhonorable uh, causes like sickness and uh, and and old age, they go to Hell H E L and uh, are uh, carried after by Loki's daughter Hell, who is the only humanoid of his three children. The other two are Fenrir 
Loki's son, the wolf Fenrir, uh, who was um, eventually imprisoned by the Aesir, who are the uh, the gods uh, alongside Odin, the the warrior gods, and um, was imprisoned by them uh, with the help of dwarves. And that's a fantastic story. I definitely recommend you you look that up in terms of Fenrir. But in terms of Jormungandr, who we'll see later, uh, he is um, he was flung into the into the ocean by Odin uh, in disgust. And but at the bottom of the ocean, he fed on all the organisms there and grew and grew until he was able to encircle the world and eat its own tail uh, across the world. And so he, he is perpetually eating his own tail. And for Kratos's axe to sort of split that process and separate the serpent from this, this colossal mythical serpent from its, uh, its kind of purpose, its existence, which is to eat its own tail, for it to slot his weapon into its incredibly subtle but also really powerful symbology, if you know what you're looking for. So really great. So... We're going to see the child now uh, fail his shot because he rushed into it, and we will see Kratos's famous fury, and we can see on the top left that fury, that Spartan rage meter starting to fill. Please take note here of this symbol, which almost looks like like a, a three-sided boomerang. Almost, uh, I'm gonna again with all my findings with with sim symbological research later that I've just I've just made a note here of uh seeking the meaning of that I'll be definitely putting that in the description as well and I'll be annotating the video uh if you want to learn more about that particular symbol if I find anything in my in my research later but here it's him getting angry uh chastising the boy for uh being too impetuous and uh, what we can notice here about the bow, just really quickly, it seems to be daubed in a red paint, which could be blood as well. Um, I'll, I suppose there's no better place to put this than here. Um, the assumption, or one of the prevailing theories about the boy, is that he is none other than Ullr, so U-L-L-R, who is the stepson of Thor. And the reason it's stepson, it's because uh, Thor um, had children with Sif, who is a female uh, Norse goddess, but who also had a child with Sif, was, and this is in the Wikipedia article, which I'll link in the description, was an unknown father. Uh, it's actually recorded in history that there was there is no knowledge of this uh, being who, uh, this this man who um, had a, had this child, Ullr, with Sif, which is an incredibly uh, in, um, like uh, intriguing and, and feasible possibility for, for Kratos to step into that like historically uh, unknown role of the father of Ullr. And Ullr, as it turns out, is an, an, ar an archer god. He's a very, um, very proficient at archery. So, uh, and I'll be linking uh, his Wikipedia article in the description as well. So uh, this is the, as I mentioned before, uh, where if you pause, you'll be able to see it. It's actually possible to make out Kratos's sort of scalp stubble, which is... Incredibly impressive, you know, uh, for for the tech. Um, even this is, this, uh, we have no reason to believe this isn't simple PS4 graphics. And uh, as we saw it being played live, and just just showing you how far we're able to push the console in this uh, stage of the generation of consoles. Even though we're going beyond generations, if Microsoft is to be believed, um, it's still incredibly impressive to see that uh, 
that the same process with all of the other consoles. Um, there's a certain point within the life cycle of each console where amazing tech and amazing visuals are made possible. And I think we're getting to that stage with games like God of War. And this is only the first glimpse and we, uh, we're probably going to see it get even more impressive. Don't even have an, a, re a release date, so... So, as the boy, as the boy and Kratos, oh, what is that? It seems as though there is a enemy that has been impaled on a tree. It looks like a small troll. It could be a small draugr, which I'm just using as the name to call those creatures from before. Did not notice that before. It almost looks like Kratos in a strange way. It could be a member of Kratos' village. What we see here, obviously, is one of the approaching enemies, the approaching Draugr. Not a lot of people have paused to analyze the, um, the details. They seem to be generally demonic in appearance, but what we'll do is we'll just go back because I want to get a, a good shot of its face right there. There's a resemblance to a kind of goat-like visage there, right there, as it sort of stares accusingly at Kratos. And it seems as though its face is a mixture of wood and stone, a very intriguing look. And there's, uh, yeah, I'll be definitely looking more into the designs of this creature here, and especially as more is revealed. Um, in this shot, as we see the axe powering up, uh, or charging with its elemental energy, which is clearly ice in this case, and very well chosen because these enemies are fire-based. Um, we see that, uh, also, a small story deduction I'll take from that is that if Kratos set out with his axe equipped for ice, there is the, or already, there is the assumption that he knew about the enemies going ahead and that uh, it was more than just a deer that his, he, he, him and his child that he was expecting him and his child to run into. So what we have here is yet yeah, another shot of the, um, the the scars of his chains right there underneath the wrappings. And it'll be really great if we are given the opportunity early in the game uh, to see the process of how those became uh, unattached from him. So now as we zoom, we'll just zoom into the axe for a moment here. Now what we have are what could end up just simply being decorative. Uh, aspects. I'm personally wishing for it to be something where if you are able to uh, take this axe and bring it to a crafting table that you would be then uh, able to look at each of the symbols and see whether or not they possibly represent um, the journey of the uh, possibly like the structure of the gods and each symbol may represent uh, one of the gods. There's a, there's a small chance of that. Uh, and as I mentioned, I said the word journey before, there's a small chance that it might parallel uh, the path that's going to be taken um, in, the, in the game. It's a little bit of a large extrapolation of that, I agree, but there could be a mythic aspect to uh, the, um, and a mythological aspect to the patterns where it may be not necessarily Kratos' story, but perhaps the story of the person who once owned the axe, and that could be any number of figures from mythology. Uh, Norse mythology. So I'll be looking at all of these symbols as best I can and finding what I can and um, posting my findings in the uh, description.
and with I images from Inja as well. So let's press on through throughout this combat. So we see um, him inflicting pretty bad and damaging ice damage, and there's some QTE, light QTE action there. Um, just pausing it here to point out the... I'll just go back. Just to point out some of the details of this enemy, um, it seems as though he has like kind of rocky, wooden-seeming growths coming out, and it just seems like there's this burning fire. It really, there, there can be no other, there can be no kind of doubt that these are the creatures of, um, I believe it's Vanheim, uh, in the early ages, in the, again, as I mentioned earlier, in the creation of the Norse uh, cosmology, the two realms, I'll have to remember their names later, but the realm of fire and the realm of ice, um, these absolutely seem like minions of the realm of fire. There's literally fire emanating from them. Um, these two other enemies, they've arrived, they have distinct different looks, so there's no copy-pasting of the character design. There's some sort of gnarly-looking horns here as he beats him up. You can actually see there's some armor as well, vestiges. There's a chance that they may be undead, resurrected uh, warriors as well. And as he kind of sort of tears them apart, you can definitely see um, carvings of armor. Um, there's a chance that these were warriors, but they were resurrected as well. So there's a chance of uh, um, sort of the god of gods of the underworld being um, being um, involved in some in some way. <laughs> we also see the enemy here complete now having had this sort of ice axe embedded in him for a number of for a few minutes so that he's almost completely shattered and uh, turned to ice, so which is fascinating and really impressive. So we've seen, uh, obviously there's no reason other than uh, wanting us to read this uh, these runes here than to pan up and show them. I'll be offering a translation here uh, in annotation form. Uh, yeah, let's have a look here. So what we, and I was very keen to pause it here and to see whether or not we're able to find any more details here. I know two things about this trailer that if I miss them, please don't um, please don't think I've forgotten. There is a wolf in this video and there's also the floating figure as well, which I'll provide if I'm not able to spot them myself um, during my kind of scrub through. I'll definitely be providing images there and um, also uh, I will retroactively add um, uh, sort of timestamps for you to spot them. But if we can quickly see here, I do believe that this image of the tree, the double-edged tree, has to be a depiction uh, of Yggdrasil. Um, I have seen a Celtic-looking uh, tree that looks very similar, which I'll provide an image of on the screen here now. And uh, You see it uh, recurring quite a lot. Um, it looks very, very similar, and I would not be surprised if they're an identical design to each other. So... Um, there's a chance, obviously, here of turning left to Dathamuni, but there is an absolutely definite path here, which even seems to have an indicator here of just go ahead here, uh, which definitely um, points to the, being able to explore that area before heading off to the uh, to the troll battle and, and possibly running into some treasure there, which be which would be very fascinating and uh, greatly looking forward to that. Absolutely. But um, such, such as it is, uh, we do head towards this fortress here, which we do get a small pan up of. 
and it seems to be a fortress hewn of both uh, rock and um, steel in some places there, but it does seem absolutely mostly hewn from rock, and it seems to be mostly mounted, in fact. Um, so let's press on, and we're about to arrive to the to the to the to the bridge with the troll and as you just heard me say uh it is absolutely a bridge under a troll and i and i think that that was intentional uh for them to uh, to make that sort of the timing um and the and the sort of the time and place of where the troll would be um it's obviously it's obvious by this place that um there has been a battle and that this was a defensible position so it shows that even though kratos and the child may live sort of in this place of this desolate place. It is not that far at all from uh, a fairly kind of established um, uh, and 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 populated area. But there's the the heavy assumption that this place has fallen into disarray and to, into disres in, into disrepair as well. So um, and and as you can see by all the sort of spiked soldiers, there's another one here, just like the one in the woods. It seems as though. Um, there is absolutely an imbalance and what was once able to be fortified by men and when men were able to be safe and, and go about their duties of guarding the land um, these uh, demonic creatures have sort of taken over and um, that could be a, a very important part of the plot absolutely um, it's too hard to make out with these seals uh, on the door these six seals um, I will be looking into there's there's the that recurring um very distinct nordic woven style of symbols which I'll definitely be looking into and um seeing what I can deduce from those absolutely we see a number of birds just sort of fleeing because obviously these creatures are about to arrive and uh cause a cause a lot of drama and literally just out of nowhere this troll appears the design of the troll is very distinctive. It is at once just something that I've never seen before, and yet also evocative of uh, Norse depictions of trolls. And they are bearded, they are large, they are pale, and there are tusks involved, absolutely. And there's a lot of emotional, uh, like, uh, like animation going with its face as well, which is very impressive, absolutely. Um, we see that it has runes carved both into its uh, into its armor and into its chest, or rather there's more war paint there, as we see. And it seems as though it's about to take a bite out of Kratos, but he immediately just dispatches him. and Well, not dispatches, but just knocks him back. Um, what we see here, him grabbing this symbol, it, and this is the symbol that I wanted to point out from before, this is very similar to the symbol, like I said, that three-sided boomerang looks very similar to um, Kratos's rage meter. So, which which makes me wonder whether or not there's a connection between the two. Um, the depiction of a of a giant with its sort of um, club, or in this case, it seems to be carven. It seems to be uh, either wood. Or it do, or, some of it would seem to be wood, but it does definitely evoke stone more than wood and um just the, the the level of detail and the lighting here is just incredible absolutely absolutely incredible we see the skulls of some of his former victims uh 
sort of just tied to it, maybe creating this kind of obelisk of power and magic. Um, obviously, also we see that um, there is that symbol on all of the sides of this kind of, I'll just call it a min here, even though that's a French word. Uh, um, these symbols actually light up and, and get, and sort of start to glow whenever it yells or uses its magic. So, which is, which is incredible. What was something that, um, not a few, not a lot of people are, are pointing out, but here, even though it may just be a minor detailing, we see this painting, uh, this, this, uh, very bright, um, bright painting work on the bridge, blue for fire, red for ice. Again, this is woven throughout this world, and I believe it's going to be central to this kind of visual storytelling of the story, the blue and the red, and um, it's incredibly dis distinctive and uh, uh, very, very powerful um, and impactful palette for the, for the game, for sure. Just a small detail that I figured I'd mention. It's, there's literally this, their story of the white, of the blue and the red being woven into each other can't quite make out the, the carvings at the heads, but there's a chance that one looks like a raven and the other may possibly be may possibly be a wolf. We'll see. But as we can see, this troll is able to wield magma and fire, which again is uh, consistent with um, Suter, who is the first demon or the first fire being that was ever born in the Norse mythology. Um, <clears throat> Suter is the wielder of the fiery flaming sword which he will use for the battle in Ragnarok. Um, now what we saw here, Ragnarok is the end of the world, and many characters in North mythology you'll find are uh, have various reasons for waiting for, or very uh, various um, items that they are keeping for, or keeping uh, aside for when Ragnarok arrives. Um, and that's sort of uh, an allusion to uh, maybe wanting to have oneself prepared for uh, the final day of judgment kind of thing. So um, uh, th uh, Thor has Mjolnir and uh, um, uh, Odin has Gunnir. I think that's the name of the spear that he has. And in various passages, various other characters apart from those two refer to their weapons being things that they have uh, um, and in preparation for Ragnarok. But... Um, but uh, that's 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 definitely where this troll is from. Is first from that uh, Vanaheim, that re realm of flame. I hope I've got that word right. But um, if not, I'll I'll add a correction in annotation form. Um, let's speculate a bit about this troll. He seems to be an older and very wounded troll, and there's a chance that him himself may have been a frost troll, a naturally benevolent troll. But this corruption here, there's a chance that this uh this um magic this this wound here seems to be infecting him and giving him the rage that he has and and there's a chance that later when we see the child uh sort of hesitate to take him down that in that moment before dying we actually see the actual troll himself come back to his consciousness because i wouldn't put it past these trolls as being some like a peaceful species um uh, and in fact, in Norse mythology, the many trolls um, aren't actually aggressive at all. Uh, so there's a chance that this corrupting force is is what is motivating his anger and his ire. Uh, there's a chance of that for sure. So we see the child powering up, powering up his bow. This is where some of the speculation of the child being Thor comes from. But Thor, he was never one for the bow and uh, 
there is a chance of that, but um, I believe, at least personally, that um, there's more chance of him being Uller. Uh, so we see that Firebolt there, which has a distracting effect, which um, uh, Kratos is then able to take advantage of. Again, the physics, the 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 sto the the amazing set detail here of the the skulls and the the stones attached to his loincloth there it's just incredible and obviously we see a few wounds uh, and a few blades embedded into him it kind of reminds me of one one from uh, a couple days ago the Game of Thrones episode so absolutely seems it seems that um, they've they may have looked at a bit of that level of uh, uh, that sort of palette which is what I'm getting a lot of from this uh, from this demo absolutely there's a bit of Game of Thronesiness to it absolutely and we see him oh this 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 obelisk of his this uh, men here obelisk like completely lighting up and just being this beacon for his for his sort of uh, fiery magma magic it's completely it's completely devastating and what we see here he is um the spartan rage of, of kratos just if if you needed any more assurance of that this was going to be a sequel uh that it's the same old kratos from before if you needed any more assurance that this was the old kratos that's it right there um when he channels channels his rage it it absolutely evokes uh, why his ashes are sort of attached to his body and we see them lifting up and just changing and and uh by the way that is a model that is an in-game model morphing around muscle tone and uh changes in in uh, in in all of that and and i've it, people are taking this for granted but we haven't seen a convincing screaming enemy before and this is something that completely delivers on that and uh, kratos's new design is is pivotal in how in in how uh, intrigued I am in in this and uh, it, because it it is a um, it is a beacon it's a, the barometer of how different they're making how much focus they're putting on designing this and and uh, that's your quality barometer there is is how how detailed they're making Kratos so this is him completely shattering uh, this ogre's um, uh, tusks um, and we see him just completely shocked at at being just decimated right there a strange flag in the background there not much information on that again just showing that the area is uh, civilized or, or rather conquered or populated but what I'm what I'm assuming is is mankind and this is absolutely your average or rather just that good old god of war um, combat and as we see him here getting completely dominated by Kratos and I'll point out here that all of the giants magma energy has gone and has left him this is if my theory is correct the giant returning to his senses or the troll returning to his senses and actually that weight that he that he says that was genuine and that he has returned to his um, returned to his normal self and that there's a chance that he was a benign um, troll before this which adds that level of pathos as well there's a chance maybe that this will be discovered later in the game and that uh, there will be some remorse for either Kratos or the boy or both of them or neither of them but we'll see if that's something that might be explored it's just something that they're uh, 
the changing colors of the of the trolls uh, sort of skin and and that moment right before he dies that that's what makes me think of that for sure so as we head um towards the ruins um Dauthamuni is discovered now something that very few people have pointed out or, or talked about they just rush through this area is the very clearly upturned hanging troll like creature uh which absolutely seems organic here um it it does not resemble a troll uh because it doesn't resemble a troll because um the the feet are very different and what what we see here is um there's there's no tusks first of all so there's a chance that this is just simply a giant uh this may be a giant and it may 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 be uh that um it may be that this giant uh is is actually one of the titular giant like the frost giants mentioned all over the place in Norse mythology um and that it, there is a chance that this is Dauthamunni that this creature this this figure is Dauthamunni um or it 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 could also be uh, a name for the ruins uh, a name for the location and um those two things are up in the air but it's just something that I don't find a lot of people talking about and just we'll zoom in a little bit here this there's something strange happening with this with this uh troll slash giant his skin seems to be completely translucent and something like maybe a corruption half taking him over wondering why he'd be he'd be suspended like that um uh, as torture perhaps uh as trying to keep him in one place um but the corpse doesn't seem that decayed so there's a chance that this happened fairly recently as well uh and that all the blood has drained from his feet into his head um it's very intriguing we may be seeing more of the the actual giants uh, dynamics there for sure uh and obviously this is an encampment um uh i don't i don't presume that those creatures need feel any need to, to um keep an encampment but um anyway here it has been as has been mentioned this flying creature here is one of the enemies that has yet to be announced uh or examined in much more detail and um i just had to point that out it's one of the ones that uh, people have pointed out before but i figured i'd do it as well um there's not much else of dathamunni to to talk about at this stage um so as we go further along as the boy follows his buck there's a absolute feeling that i'm getting of kratos keeping uh keeping certain things from his son because um if he's just pressing him to keep going towards the deer uh towards the buck and um kind of breezing over the presence of these creatures it's either a case of the boy knowing about the demons beforehand or that kratos is trying to keep that the truth of what's going on from the boy who is still quite innocent so um now we've seen this scene before and it is a, a very great showcase of where uh the game is heading in terms of its expanded vocabulary of emotions of uh of uh, just the spectrum of what the game is capable of besides action um this nuance this this visual storytelling this uh, what the game is now capable of because of this generation and because of the growth and the maturation of the medium it's totally intriguing very exciting um knowledge gained archery uh one of the many categories i'm sure um also there quite visible is um kratons uh kratos uh, kratos's um also there visible is kratos's uh horn there as well 
which he may be able to use. So this is the kind of enchanted buck. Um, blue has is, is usually associated with benign and good, and that is definitely the sense you get when you're reading about Norse mythology, is that um, blue, the ice creatures, are the good ones, and that the fire creatures are the bad ones. So for this creature to be blue in both antlers and eyes, when you can see the eyes are also dancing with a kind of uh, bifrost type of blue. Um, that's that's the, all you need to know right there in terms of, um, you know, it's not a corrupted animal, it's a, it's a good animal, and that's why they're showing it respect. I'm going to decode as best as I can, I'm just zooming in here on all of um, the boy's tattoos. I do have a bit of a um, translating... Uh, scale or a translating kind of legend there with the Dauthamundi translation so I'll start from there and um, and look at more runes besides that to just get as much as I can I'll be annotating anytime I see the uh, boys tattoos or anything of, of note in terms of runes that um, I'm able to translate and then annotate there as well so absolutely plan on doing that so as he helps the boy uh, it's clear that uh, there, there may be an aspect of the boy not actually wanting to go down this path, but that Kratos is in, in, in some ways forced to, or maybe it was the last wish of um, the boy's mother. But either way, there is an amazing sense of unspoken nuance uh, and just subtlety that's happening here in, the, in this story. Uh, and, and layers is, is the word I was looking for, layers. Um, and with with Kratos refusing to um, refusing to to like comfort or congratulate his son with a physical gesture, it just shows just how early days it is for Kratos with his um, with his parenting and his ability to show his emotions. Now here, this is where people have pointed out Jormungandr, the enormous serpent. I'll just zoom in there. Um, Incredible, very intriguing to see that this will be featured as prominently as it is here, right here in the first trailer. Um, this is almost, I could almost guarantee that if Jormungandr is appearing, that we will see Fenris, and Fenris will very likely be, uh, or Fenrir rather, um, will very likely be a boss battle there. But uh, another small hint that may be the case is that these shrines, these uh, portals, we see one two, and three, and four, possibly leading all the way to this mountain, atop which there may be uh, another major uh, destination. It is The mountain is featured quite prominently, so there's a chance that that might be the siege of Odin, and there might be the uh, Asgard, basically, even though the, tro the troll mentioned Valhalla uh, in its, in its um, speech, which I will, again, I'll try to translate, and I'll give an annotation in the video about uh, what it actually says. But as we close in here... My only thoughts are that we will absolutely be fighting a dragon, or possibly riding a dragon. Um, I'll just pause here on the dragon's design, which looks almost like a snapping turtle. And what we have here is back fins, which are very distinctive, and I don't see that in, in many other designs as well. Very intriguing uh, to see that level of like that different design, you know, different from Skyrim, different from anything I've seen. So, and it's clear that it is a dragon and not a wyvern because we see the four legs as well. So, and right there, that is the trailer. So, 
Hey, if you are still listening, it has been almost an hour that we have been speaking about this trailer. I can't deny that I am beyond, beyond ecstatic about this. Um, One more thing I'll say about the title here is that what we see is, instead of the Omega, we see very clearly a serpent. This is a serpent. This has to mean that Yomanganda has more of an involvement than... And I even initially assumed at the beginning of this recording, I'm no, I had noticed, had not noticed the serpent until after, and uh, and also it's very clear that these runes here, G O D O F W A R, there's enough runes there to spell out God of War, and I'm going to be translating, and I will find out whether that means God of War, <laughs> and I will be going. This is what I'm doing right after this video, is I'm going to gonna jump straight into runes so um, I'm really looking forward to that um, again I'll just I'll, I'll just give a little bit of background as to why there's been this much of a delay in content life so much life has been happening um, but um, I will I will acknowledge this uh, historically when I'm looking back on, on that giant gap of time between content uh, drops for you guys uh, I will look at God of War and just how much it just sort of just set a giant fire under my butt about wanting to uh, absolutely make that time as as busy as I've been with work and everything else to make this time to uh, to make this content for you. Oh, cannot wait. Um, I'll have upcoming stuff about Horizon Zero Dawn, about Days Gone, and about Death Stranding, which are the big the big three or four uh, from the conference and Legend of Zelda as well. Um, a completely unexpected revelation from E three. Uh, there have been so many incredible games. Um, I could rattle off of them. We have a few more moments before we hit the hour mark, or maybe we're just passing it. But uh, I'll be I'll be putting that those other games uh, either on the site uh, or here in the description. But thank you so much for joining me uh, on this very extensive, uh, very thorough as thorough as possible that I've tried to be on on a ten minute uh, gameplay video um, analysis of the God of War twenty sixteen trailer. I anxiously await any more updates uh, from Barlog and his team and Sony Santa Monica. I already have my pre-order in for a collector's edition. I'm personally hoping for a, uh, obviously a Kratos. Um, he is hoping, um, confronting or fighting some kind of beast in, in the style of the polystone statue of Geralt, one can hope. But you can count on me providing plenty of content and anticipatory tweets and Facebook posts about this. So... Have a wonderful rest of your day, and if you enjoyed this video, and you, if you enjoy the very thorough, very tweedy, and extensive and thorough, um, um, I think I said thorough twice, but if you enjoy these videos that are long form and, and, and in-depth, please do subscribe and like and share, and feel free to comment with your feedback. And once again, have a lovely rest of your day. Bye now.